And we are back for another episode of HR Unlocked. Today, we're going to talk about DEI, but more specifically into that world and how it can impact DEI is burnout. We've all heard the, the term. It's nothing new. Uh, but we have an expert today, Andrew Adeniyi, founder and CEO of AAA Solutions. He does just that for his clients. He focuses on business strategy, workplace culture, diversity, equity, inclusion, as I mentioned. He also is an author. He wrote a book, The Circle of Leadership. So I'll have him touch yeah. on that, which I think is amazing. But Andrew, thank you so much for hopping on. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to the conversation. And I mentioned some of your, your highlight reel a little bit, the book and what you do for organizations. But what led to the passion around this? You, know, you go to your site, you go to your LinkedIn, it's obvious that you're very passionate about the work you do and you have to be, right? But what led you to this point? So I used to work for an international retailer and the division that I worked for in Indiana was one of the best in the country of 24 divisions. The, C the CEO of that company came from that division. Multiple executives came from that division. Great culture, great infrastructure, great everything. Had the promotional opportunity to go to the East Coast and help a struggling division within the same company. And they were one of the worst in the company, so bottom three. Mm -hmm. And when I got there, I knew there would there'd be some challenges, but I was blown away by just how drastically different that division was from the one I came from. Mm -hmm. And I started to realize same pay structure, same access to talent, same training, same everything, but felt like a completely different company. And what I quickly found out was that it was the culture and it was leadership that was the difference. Uh, you had one culture in Indiana where uh, that senior leader led with uh, empathy, led with high expectations and established trust. And it was an environment where you didn't want to let them down. On the East Coast, it was an environment where it was let out of fear and unrealistic expectations with a lack of trust uh, coupled with fear. And I went on this journey to figure out, well, how would you turn that around if you inherited a sinking ship like that, like the one I experienced on the East Coast? Or even if you had a good culture and you wanted to make it better. And that set me on my journey to do a lot of research, a lot of studying. And that's where I came up with my book, The Circle of Leadership. And it's really a framework for how to create and leverage culture. So I would say that was that was the foundation of the work that I do now. And since then, that has gone off in a few different directions, mainly culture and diversity, equity, and inclusion. Well, I love that because I've experienced different organizations where I can say, this was really good. This was not so good. And many, many probably feel the same way. Yeah. But what's cool about your story is you noticed that within the same organization, mm -hmm. just yeah. two different teams under the same company doing things completely different. Drastically different. Yeah, it's very unique. And, and I was also in my master's program at the time. So I got a master's yeah. from Michigan State, so go green. And uh, that was in management, strategy, and leadership. So it was a very interesting and dynamic time because I got the book knowledge on leadership and strategy and management. And I had the real life experience that was happening in real time as I was in school. So I got to take principles and apply it to what I was doing. But then I also started listening to a bunch of podcasts and reading a lot of books and interviewing a lot of leaders. And all that went together to, to form the book. Fantastic. So burnout, it's, if you're a leader, it's not new. You know, it's been around. Work is hard. Right? It's hard to balance work and life. It always has been. Um, but we're going to talk about what, what you can do. Yeah. And so, like, you know, over the last few years, it's been a little bit different. 
for obvious reasons. Like, what do you? We're starting to get out of this great resignation, I believe, my opinion. But what can you do to wrap your arms around your people? Like, where do you get started if you start to notice that your people may be feeling tired, burned out, maybe looking for something else? But you know, where do you where do you start? Yeah, so there's really two frameworks I, I like to speak on when it comes to burnout and engagement. And the first is the three M's of employee engagement. Um, and and I got I got kind of this notion or a general concept from Pat, Patrick Lencioni. Uh, he has a book on employee engagement. And through my own experience and some of the concepts he shared, I came up with this model. And the three M's stand for measure matter and motivate. And when we talk about burnout, right, we're talking about people who are feeling like they are overly stressed, overwhelmed to the point where it's impacting not only work, but potentially their work-life balance. And when you have that environment, people are people are not as productive. You are uh, jeopardy for turnover. And ultimately, people are not as engaged as they could be. So the 3Ms model will help address that. Let's start with matter. People need to know that their work matters even if it's just to the boss, right? Even if it's just mm -hmm. to the client that they're interacting with, they need to know that if you don't show up to work today, if you don't put forth your best effort today, somebody, someone will be impacted. And it's a leader's job to connect those dots to understand that. Even if you're a call service rep, and you know it's an hourly lower lower level role and you're saying well who does it matter to well let's put ourselves in the shoes of the person they're on the phone with what is their experience like because they're having this issue and what will it be like once it gets resolved really making it crystal clear like hey you make a difference is super important uh, the second after matters motivate or let me start with measure so measure so nobody wants to play a basketball game and not know what the score is it's not, it's not very fun, right? Uh, it helps you really kind of track and gauge performance and think through where you're currently at and where would you like to be. And that's what measurement does in the workplace. And leaders have to make it very clear how, how, how are people being evaluated? What does success look like? And not only just in a performance review, however many times that may happen, but each time you're checking in with them, every time you have a call with them, how are you articulating how they're doing compared to expectation. And I find that leaders don't oftentimes have that amount of clarity, which causes some uh, disengagement from people and some anxiety, which can turn into burnout because in their mind, they're thinking, oh crap, he didn't even notice that I turned in that report two days early. Maybe it was terrible. Maybe I didn't do a good job. When the, right. the, the leader is just busy and he's just happy he got the report two days in earlier. Right. So that that measurement piece is very important to know where people stand. And then lastly, it's motivate. And this is where it gets really personal because everyone's motivated by different things. And there's some things people may be motivated by that a leader doesn't have the ability to change, you know, possibly pay. Right. But what are those other components that are within your control that will help influence people? Some people may want to get recognized in front of their peers. Some people may want to get acknowledgement for doing work that they did or for staying over, working overtime, whatever it may be. Uh, other people, they may just want to know that their leader cares about them. 
in the example I was sharing with you with the two divisions from the international mm-hmm. retailer I worked for, the one in Indiana, she wrote a handwritten note for me when I went out to the East Coast and gave me a uh, customized wallet with my initials engraved on it and basically gave me a few quotes and let me know I was going to do a great job. The leader in the division I went to, about three months into my assignment there, I was having lunch with him, and he had no idea how long I had been in his division. He wasn't even sure what stores I was overseeing at the time, and just completely disengagement from it. And I'm thinking, my leader from across the country is already more intentional about the small things that don't show up on the bottom line than you are, and those small things add up. And that is why that division is better. So people have to understand uh, what motivates their employees and make sure they cater to that. I love that. And I want to go back to matter before I forget, because something jumped out to me right away. Yeah. It was the word, the word that you used when you were talking about with someone, the decisions you make, someone is impacted yeah. by those. Not, you're not doing something out of fear, but you're doing something because you want to be the best for that person. Not out of fear, but... To show someone, look at the great job I did, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's some accountability in there too, right? I don't have the statistics offhand, but I know that when people have accountability partners, they tend to work out more consistently. They tend to get up mm-hmm. at 6 a.m. instead of skipping because they know that their absence, their disengagement from that commitment impacts somebody in a negative way. And it's not about fear. It's more so about motivation. I like that because if I was – to say, hey, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. go to the gym, I may or may not. But if I said, hey, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. and meet Andrew at the gym, I'm definitely getting up and going. For yeah, sure. absolutely. So I know when we were preparing for this, there was another acronym yeah. that you had as well yeah. uh, that I think is extremely impactful. So we went through the three M's of engagement. Mm-hmm. What else is there? So Chris Hogan, who uh, is a former Dave Ramsey personality, he used this acronym on a podcast episode called AIR. And just as human beings to survive, you need AIR in the workplace. Ensure you have an engaged, highly functioning culture. You have to ensure that you're giving your team AIR. And AIR is an acronym, and it stands for Appreciation, Inspiration, and Recognition. And when we talk about appreciation, it's really letting people know that you care about them. Letting people know that you see the work that they've done, that you see their contributions to the team, and that they're, that what they do matters, and that they're respected. And finding ways to catch people doing things right and extending that appreciation as a leader is super critical and is a, a free way to be able to start unraveling burnout if that's running rampant within your organization. So, you know, one of the first things I say if somebody uh, says that their organization is experiencing burnout, how much appreciation is being given? How are you acknowledging your people? What incentives are in place, right? The second component is inspiration. Just as we talked about motivation within the 3M's mm-hmm. model, uh, inspiration, right? It's synonymous uh, with motivation. But here, this is talking about what gets people fired up. What gets them passionate? Uh, what gets them excited? And they may not be their full. They, they may not. Un, they may not realize their full excitement at work. But there should be certain components of work that tie into who they are individually and their core values that a leader can can pull on that will help inspire that individual. That could be as simple as somebody being in charge of a new project. Somebody being able to share back the, re, the results at a higher level. Somebody being able to lead some particular committee, 
right? Uh, somebody might maybe being in charge of a process because they know that the leader is entrusting them to have ownership over that. And that in itself inspires them because they feel like their work matters. Finding a way to inspire your team is important. And then the last one is recognition. This is being able to say, hey, I see you. I see, I see the work that you've done, and the work that you've done has made an impact. And I'll share a brief story that really talks about uh, the power of appreciation, inspiration, and recognition. David Novak, who's one of the former CEOs of Yum Brands, they have businesses like KFC and I believe Taco mm -hmm. Bell is, is under there. He used to be a senior VP uh, at Pepsi, and one day he was asking his team, who's the best at merchandising? Merchandising and sales. I, I want to find them. I want to talk to them. So he goes to one of their distribution centers and he asked the question. They said, oh, it's Bob. Hands down, it's Bob. So they all get in a room, get in a meeting. Everyone's sitting around the table. Bob's at the table. And everyone starts going around saying how great of a job Bob does. He's amazing. He's trained all of us. He's excellent. And David looks up and sees Bob at the end of the table with his head down sobbing. And he's like, Bob, everyone's talking about how great of a job you're doing. Why, why are you crying? He said, I've been working at this company for over 30 years. I'm retiring in two weeks. And I had no idea that people felt this way about me. Mm. And that was a moment for David Novak uh, where he shared that he was on a personal mission from that moment forward to ensure that there's no Bobs ever in his organization in terms of feeling the way that Bob felt. Yeah. And that's what unleashing air in the workplace can do for an organization to uh, navigate burnout. And you, you kind of hit it because I was thinking as you were talking, I wanted to go back to the inspiration and the motivation because to do those things, everyone's so different. Like, you have to know someone to cater to those. And I was going to ask how you, how you do that. And it sounds like David had that realization moment that they need to know their people better. Yeah. Right? Like, how, do you, how do you do it? Like, where and do you stand on that? And it takes intentionality, right? Because how do you connect? Well, it could be as simple as when you have your one-on-one -on -one meetings with your team, uh, members or you have a group team meeting start with highs and lows that's that's what I like to do anytime I'm running a meeting mm -hmm. what is your high and low from the last time we spoke and and what ends up and then and the leader should lead that out to model that behavior and be vulnerable right there's nothing like a leader being able to say hey team I'm, I'm just not feeling it today you know it's it's just one of those days for me I'm not feeling it and um, just kind of not motivated today. So I'm hoping to turn that around, but just wanted to share that with you all. How much more comfortable is somebody on the team going to be to be vulnerable when a leader kicks mm -hmm. something off like that, right? When somebody lets you know that, hey, I was up all night last night because my newborn is sick and I'm super tired and that's why I look a little disheveled and that's why I may be a little grumpy. If you don't create that space in the meeting for somebody to even share that, you are going to miss out on an opportunity to connect and you're going to miss out on an opportunity to extract valuable information that will help you, you know, create custom ways to inspire them down the road. Love that. And before I let you go, you know, I'm all about how can we take action? Yeah. Right. So if you feel like you might be struggling in this area, your people are not performing their best, you're afraid they might be burnt out, you want to take actions with AIR and the three M's, what, do you, what are the one or two things that you can put in place today uh, that don't take a lot of big programs or money and that can make an impact? 
I would say be intentional about creating an environment where people feel comfortable giving feedback. Because if you do that, any step that helps establish that, then you can go on a listening tour and ask these questions in your organization. How are you feeling? What things would you change? If you had a magic wand, uh, you know, one of the uh, senior executives, former senior executives for um, Starbucks, he said that when he was with the company and he would run it with Howard Schultz, he, he would go to all the different stores and his, his main question would be, if I had a magic wand and I could just wave it and fix all the issues and problems that you experience at this location, what would be on that list? Right. So leaders should do just that. Your team have they have all the great ideas. They'll let you know, you know, mm-hmm. what they don't like, what will inspire them, what will move the needle. But you have to create a safe space for them to feel like they can be honest in sharing that feedback. And then the most important thing after that is ensuring you act on the feedback. There's no there's, there's no quicker way, in my opinion, to erode trust than to create an environment where people feel like they can share. They share and you do nothing with it or even worse they are penalized for what they shared, right? That's mm-hmm. how you just infuse cancer within within your organization. Great point. Love it. Fantastic. Andrew, I appreciate it so much. Yeah, no uh, if you want to get in touch with Andrew, check out his website. I'll put his contact information in the show notes for everybody. Get the book. And I think I saw on your website that you are selling signed copies, which is pretty cool. Yeah, right up there. You'll get a signed copy of Circle of Leadership if you go through my book. But if you go through Amazon, you'll get it in 24 minutes. So the decision is yours. <laughs> I love it. Again, thank you so much for hopping on, my friend. Thank you.